You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about what to do when you read too much. <laughs> Sounds like that old movie, like the girl who knew, <laughs> the girl who read too much. <laughs> Plus advice on dumping buzzy books when they're not hitting and recommendations for adventure mysteries. Ooh, but first, Bria, what are you reading? Well, it is spooky season. It is spooky season. The best season. uh, When this comes out, it's still spooky season. And I thought I'd talk about just a classic. I, for my, I'm looking to see who I'm listening to for the first time I've ever listened to Frankenstein. Whoa! Yeah, by Mary Shelley, the original. Oh, I've never so listened fun. to it. I've read it, obviously. Ooh. I've done extensive notes on this book, but I've never listened to it, and my book club is doing it this month. Oh, that's a fun And I was like, pick. what would be like a new way for me to experience this? And, oh, um, that's awesome. What a, what a lovely uh, – what a, what a lovely read. It's read by Arthur Lane. Um, and do I have to tell people what Frankenstein is about? Uh, I don't know, actually. Well, I mean, I don't think I do. But if if you haven't read this, it's a classic. Maybe for a someone reason. has been—they just got out from under their rock. Yeah. They've been living under there Maybe for twenty they were years. Just created, and, and they, they're like they, the first. Just- the first they found a phone on the ground, and they were like, "Oh, this playing a." Some kind of I don't know what a <laughs> podcast is, but it's playing it, and they hear your voice. Well, what's um, you know, the original Frankenstein is 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 about this man. Uh, whose last name is Frankenstein and <laughs> Mr. Frankenstein, Mr. Frankenstein, um, and um, he he gets in his head. He has to try to create life, and he creates you know this this creature, the wretch, he this horrible creature, man like thing who's giant who hates him, <laughs> and he hates, and he's he Big was mood. so disgusted when it, when he saw it, he like passed out and couldn't couldn't handle it. Um, it's just a really interesting book, and it. I don't know if it's necessarily scary, but it's definitely sci-fi and, like, fucking so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening to it has been a new experience for me because it's, like, I've been walking around and, like, it helps me think through some of the bigger things about it that I think I don't think about all the time. Oh, for sure. Because it's about, like, unchecked power. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what whether— Hubris. Yes, exactly. But also, like, it's very sad, you know? Like, so many horrible things happen. Anyway, that's what I'm listening to. Uh, what about you? I just finished a book that completely came out of left field and blew my face right off. Oh, it's weird because I'm looking at you and you have a face. This is my this is my, it's pair I wear. It's my second, <laughs> this is my second top face. Uh, it's called Hazardous Spirits by Ambara Salam, and I'm going to tell you about this book, and you're going to be like, "This doesn't sound good." This is going to be one of my best books of the year. Wow, it's an Edinburgh book. Okay, which great. means you know yeah, that's going to be great. Mallory texted me the other day, and she said, "Should we have a favorite Edinburgh book for our finale, <laughs> our, our best of the year?" And I was like, "I don't know if I've actually read an Edinburgh book, except that in Frankenstein they do go to Edinburgh." Oh well, there you go. Yeah, this is definitely a character book. I'm going to tell you something, and it's going to make it sound like this book is bad, but it's not. Okay. This is one of those books where almost nothing happens. It's okay. a whole book. That's fine. And you are fucking riveted the entire time it takes place in 1920s edinburgh and it's uh this young married couple it's from the point of view of the wife and the book opens up with her freaking out because her husband has just told her that he can speak to ghosts and she's like i gotta get the doctor i think he's insane Mm -hmm. what do we do and basically her husband tells her that he can speak to the dead and he wants to start and like joining spiritualist circles and she like for the first part of the book she's like is he losing his mind? She doesn't know what's worse. The fact that he's lying 
or the fact that he isn't. Right, like, right, right, which she, is the worst. Yeah. Uh-huh. So eventually the husband starts going on these tours with these other people who claim that they can speak to the dead. And the whole time she's still swingingly, swinging wildly back and forth. Like, do I believe him? Do I not believe him? Do I just want to believe him? Do I just not want to believe him? And she meets all these people. And it's one. It's kind of like a Paul Tremblay book. And like you don't know until mm. the very end. And I will tell you the last line of this book kicked me in the teeth wow okay it is and the the thing that's amazing that really like pulls you through the book is that she has a secret from her husband and she is so afraid that if he is telling the truth that he might talk to the ghost of her dead sister and find out her secret wow okay so she is horrified oh interesting so she she's invested interest for him to not speak to ghosts yes but at the same time she wants him to because she doesn't want her husband like this whole thing ostracizes her from her family because they're like, what is what is your weird husband doing? What is like going on? Like there's so much like it's such a great character book. because It's all like she is such a lovable, weird, fucked up, flawed mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. And because she's kind of into it at first because he ends up like meeting all these rich, cool society people who are like into the spiritualism movement. And she's like, well, this is kind of cool. We're going to fancy parties and this is kind of fun. So it's just it's like a it's described as a lush gothic mystery Mm. and i just absolutely fucking loved it and again the last line of this book i screamed it's so good i love it so much so that's a hazardous spirits by ambara salam and mine is frankenstein or the modern prometheus by mary shelley read by arthur lane So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Kyle wrote in, I'm sure you'll hear a lot about people's library events for the challenge this year, but this one was too interesting not to share. I heard from a friend that there was a lottery to get tickets to an event at the library. The event was a costume party and you had to come dressed as a favorite character from literature or as an author. There'd be a DJ, food and drink, caricature artist, and a 360 degree selfie station while surrounded by Thomas Jefferson's library. Because this wild event was at the Library of Congress part of their live at the library series wow they, they gave away a thousand tickets and people came dressed as mark twain waldo arthur dent wonder woman cersei complete with a stuffed pig calvin and Hobbes, and many many more i was the kurt vonnegut character kilgore trout mm. just before halloween they're having a murder mystery night wow, wow library of congress what a fun St- really raising the bar here oh that's so fun you know waldo is such such a um easy costume that i've never thought of yeah i'm you just need the hat and then the striped shirt, and really. Then you're done. And some little glasses. Yeah. That's a good I mean, one. if you already have glasses, then you're set. You're set. That's totally one set. glasses character that I've never been. I try to only be glasses characters, but yeah. I've never been Waldo. Yeah. Huh. Oli wrote in, I recently came across a brilliant bookmark concept and thought you'd want to see it. My local humane society in the Puget Sound makes bookmarks with a photo of an adoptable dog so along with a paragraph cute. describing their personality and a QR code to learn more. Whoa, didn't we have one just like this? I texted this to you because oh, I was like, that's this what is it was. so cute. Oh my gosh, that is really cute. If you aren't looking for a furry new family member, it's a cute reminder to donate. And hey, by chapter 10, maybe you'll decide you do need a husky mix named Pumpkin. You do need a husky mix Who named doesn't? Pumpkin. Who doesn't? That this is so cute. Such a great idea. It's a really good idea. And those dogs do need adopted. Go, go adopt a dog, y'all. And get a bookmark. Yeah, or get a bookmark. Or both. Uh, Jessica wrote in with a wheelhouse that includes, but is not limited to, haunted houses, spooky middle grade, feminist rage fiction, Mm. 
through hiking memoirs, animal nonfiction, retellings, locked room mysteries and thrillers, smutty romance, graphic memoirs, and anthologies with interesting themes. Love, Love that. It. Love um, it. I, through hiking memoirs is very specific, but we are going to talk about something similar to that. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know there was more. I've only read the one, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know there was so many. Yeah, there's a lot of hiking hiking memoirs. Okay. All right. But not much through else. Through hiking, to... though, specifically. Through What's through hiking? It's when, uh, isn't that when you're, I read a memoir, but where you're, um, you're hiking and you pass by people. Isn't that through hiking? Oh, I don't know. It's like, yeah. I just I... thought she meant it was a memoir through hiking. No, 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 no. <laughs> through hiking. T-H-R-U is a specific kind of oh. hiking. It's a hiking term. I mean, there's not much else to do out there besides uh, think about a book. Just kidding. That is not what it is. It's the act of hiking an established long distance trail end to end continuously. Oh, yeah. That's what, what I was like. People so who hiking. do the Appala- Appalachian yeah, yeah. Trail yeah, yeah, yeah. or the yeah. Pacific whatever trail. Mm-hmm, sure. I should know that as someone who lives on it. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. That's fun, though. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month you can sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes before we talk about reading too much we're going to take a quick break Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Green Chef. But what is Green Chef? It is a CCOF certified meal kit company. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, any type of person that feels weird asking a waiter or waitress (laughs) for substitutions at the restaurant, they've got you covered. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And they are now owned by HelloFresh, which means a wider array of meal plans to choose from. You can eat clean the delicious way this October with flavor-packed recipes like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, maple butternut squash risotto, and sriracha tamari beef bowls. Get dinner on the table during busy weeknights minus the fuss with our new four-person kits from Green Market. They provide everything you need for dinner organized in one convenient kit bag. Think less waste, easier cooking, and easier cleanup. That is the thing I love about Green Chef is that I like getting it knowing I'm not going to have to get more stuff. Everything I need is right there in that box. It comes right to my door. I know what I'm making that night. It just makes my life so much easier. That's the worst feeling is when you want to make something for dinner and you start cooking and you realize, no, I don't have an onion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's never going to be a problem with Green Chef because you can get these recipes delivered right to your door mm-hmm. everything you need you don't even have to put on pants but and, you might want to if you're cooking and they're delicious and when i make my green chef i'm always like look at how fancy i am putting mm-hmm. little pistachios on top <laughs> look at me using this spice i would never have in my kitchen normally it makes me feel like an actual chef and everything looks completely gorgeous I love using Green Chef. You can go to greenchef.com slash 60 glasses and use code 60 glasses to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 60 glasses and code 60 glasses to get 60% off plus free shipping. Glasses. 60 glasses. So many glasses. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the extinction and de-extinction of the dodo, PowerPoint as an art form, and the history of Eurovision. Any questions? Uh, yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything, where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. 
My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. <laughs> this week, we're talking about what to do when you read too much. Can you really overdo it on the reading? How can rabid readers control themselves and should they control themselves? <laughs> control yourself. <laughs> now, as a reading advice podcast, normally we're asked for tips for the opposite problem, people who want to read more. Yeah. But Bria, we have gotten so many emails from really? Glassers asking for help about reading too much that we had to do a whole episode about this. Wow. We have like pages and pages of people who were like, I need help. I'm reading too much. Hmm. Maybe they've listened to too much reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like they're reading too much and wh- well, we'll get into it. We'll so get into it. first off, have you ever had this problem? What, are you walking into traffic holding a book? Yeah, yeah. Am I not getting sleep? Yeah, am I, am I, they go to the doctor and they're like, "What's happening to your eyes?" <laughs> You're they're like bugged out here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna say not really. Like, okay, here, here's my question for these for these people, Rabbit like readers. Is it is it getting in the way of like normal life stuff? Yes. Oh, it is. Okay, because. They're not doing chores. They're okay. not sleeping. Well, who wants to do chores? I mean, I understand that. <laughs> but I was like, is it that? Or is it like you're reading so much, you're confusing storylines. You're reading four vampire novels in a row and you're like, I can't remember which vampire is which. And like that has happened to me. Specifically yeah. that problem. Like where I'm like, where did, yes, like which I read too many vampire books in a row. Which vampires are sexy? Which ones are evil? Which yeah. ones are both? Yeah. Um, I will say sometimes occasionally I will find that I will ignore social situations because I would rather be reading. Um, Very relatable though. Not necessarily going out, but I'll be like traveling with people and they want to chat and I'll be like really into my book instead of enjoying this person's company. Or maybe (laughs) I should be looking at beautiful scenery and I'm like, but wouldn't it be great to just sit here and read this book instead of doing the thing I traveled across the world to do or like being (laughs) present? Like that is a reading too much I think for me and knowing like what I want out of my life you know like that I'm like oh I do want to be present for this conversation or yeah. look at you know the Eiffel Tower but instead I'm like what if I just read this book about space travel you know um, Bria's not impressed with the Grand Canyon just yeah, continuing to read about space it's totally true like there's definitely been times where I've been on trips and people are going to see something and I'm like you know what I'm just going to sit here and read my book and like maybe that's not always the best choice at the mm-hmm. end what about you? Do you have this? Uh, do you sometimes read too much? Do you get only in sports? Okay, it's never like reading. It's never like I'm so addicted to reading. It's very book specific. Oh, okay. Like when I'm really into a book, I have a wicked tough time doing anything mm-hmm. else. But it's not like every single day I'm so addicted to the act of reading itself. Sure, sure, sure. Like again, nobody wants to do laundry. No, but. Sometimes you can read when you do laundry. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, But it's not as if I'm so hooked on reading that it gets in, like, I'm not, I'm canceling meetings. I'm not eating. I'm not going to the gym. Like, you know, but if I'm in, in the middle of a really compelling book, I will be like, maybe I don't want to go out tonight. Or yeah. maybe I was going to do this other thing. 
like maybe we're gonna watch a movie but like sometimes i'll say to jeremy i'm like hey you want to read tonight instead of watching a movie yeah and so i'll so i'm like I don't know if this is too much, though. These don't yeah. sound like... This is not... Like, I've never got to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't go to this doctor's appointment because I had <laughs> to get one more chapter. Yeah. Know? Or I spent all my money on books. Like, that could be an issue. You, like, you spent so much money on books that you, like, can't afford to, you You're know, like, get, you, go to the dentist or You can't something. go to... You have to call the bank and be like, I didn't pay my mortgage this month. <laughs> There's a new ton of French book out, and I had to get it. Like... Mm-hmm, uh-huh. But, I, yeah, I don't think... I think both of us have been in places where we really wanted to read, but we're never walking into traffic because mm-hmm. we can't take our eyes off a book sure so that being said do we think it's really a problem to be too hooked on reading okay so i looked up the definition of addiction because i was like okay what if it's an addiction right and you would need to read so much that it is compulsive in spite of harmful consequences so like what yeah. you were saying instead of eating um instead of going to work every day so you lose your apartment you know like something like that and if that is happening i actually think that is a problem. Like, yeah. I think if you are compulsively reading instead of, um, you know, like taking a shower or uh, eating, eating um, spending, you know, doing things that you used to enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, leaving your, your bedroom. Your wife leaves you because you haven't looked at her in, you know, <laughs> three months. Like Feeding your pets. Um, although I'm going to say if that is a problem, I think it's something else not reading. Yeah, like, like I it's think there's just an addictive. I think thing. there's some depression happening. Oh, I think yeah, there's yeah. or something like that you're some using other reading to escape from things that you yes, don't want. Yes, I think do. you're exactly. That's what I think. So if you're just like into a book and you skip a party, I don't think I think you're fine. Like yeah. I'm not too worried about it. But if you are like I'm really into this book and I've been into this book for the past six months so much so that I haven't left my house, like let's look into that. Yeah. Like, are you smelly? That's the, probably the first thing you should yeah. check. <laughs> yeah, that's are a Are you smelly? Question. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Yeah. Like, I think for me, it's the rate, it's the consistency, the regularity part of the issue. Like, if you're yeah. starting the week, like, every, at the start of every week, I'm like, all right, this week I got to do laundry. This week I got to work out this many times. Like, uh-huh. I go th- for this many walks. Mm-hmm. And if you're consistently getting to the end of every week, and even if you're not walking into traffic, but you're like, wow, I haven't cleaned my bathroom in a few months, or like, you're consistently taking the time that you should be doing using to maintain your life Mm -hmm. and not doing it so you can read i do think that might be a problem like it sucks to be an adult it sucks to answer emails and clean your toilet and but if you're like every single week you're realizing that you are falling short of the things that you want to do that are important yeah because you're reading all the time mm-hmm. yeah we gotta restructure things we don't want you to be smelly we don't want you to be hungry yeah yeah we don't want you to have a dirty toilet yeah you gotta eat you gotta you gotta yeah you need to things need to be sanitary it's yeah. important stuff so uh-huh. how do these rabid readers pump the brakes if they so, are in that place well i'm gonna i feel like i need to speak more to the people who are just skipping out on things like life stuff like listen if you even left your bed in a month like, I think that that is a call to bigger help than reading yes. glasses. Yes. Reading glasses can't solve that. It's like the things on the back. Like, if you're, if you're in an emergency situation, please call 911. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like, please call 911. You need to call 911. Call, call them. Call 911. But if you're just in a situation where, like, you know, I've skipped, like, three or four parties, like, that with people I really care about and I actually kind of did want to go to because I was reading and, like, I'm having FOMO about it and I know I should go to the parties, but I'm reading instead, here's what we're going to – I mean, we are going to yes. give you parameters for that. So I think – Parameters for reading generally is helpful. Y'all know mm-hmm. this about me. I would love to read all day. I don't have oh. – most of the time I don't have a job that, like, makes me go do anything. Yeah, um, you have to be very self-disciplined to do what we do. And it's, sometimes sure. it's hard to not be like, 
you know what? I could just read all day. Which I could. I could. But eventually I would run out of money. So (laughs) that would be bad. Like I have to do some writing even when I don't have a deadline, which is most of the time. I have to go to meetings even though a lot of my meetings are are pointless. (laughs) A lot of the meetings I go to, I literally say to myself, why am I in this meeting? What I do is I give myself reading time during lunch. Like, you know, I do a little bit of reading or maybe after I'm done with my daily tasks, you know, like I finished my day early and I'm like, oh shit, I can just read. Or like I did the laundry. So like that means I can, I can read. We, we both must hate laundry because we always bring that up as the thing. There's just always so much of it. Every single week I do my, I do, I put away laundry and I'm like, I don't even remember wearing half these clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Who is wearing all my clothes? How, what is happening here? Um, but you know, I also, so a little bit of reward is something I like to do is like once I've finished the tasks that I have to do that I don't want to do, but I have my little list and I've checked them all off, then I can sit down and read if I want. Yes. What about you? Do you have ideas for pumping breaks? I totally agree with the limits. Uh, there's a fountain pen podcast that I really like called The Pencast, and one of the hosts regularly talks about putting rails on things, mm. as he says. And I think that's a great concept that I can apply here. Like if you are, again, this is like, emergency scenario but mm-hmm. there's enough people who are writing to the show that we know that some of you are there set a limit for the amount of books you can read in a month or oh. even a week set a limit for the amount of pages or chapters that you can read in a day but once you hit that limit that's it it's time to watch tv which sounds hilarious yeah. um, <laughs> go oh, on a walk uh, go on a walk sleep do some chores like yeah. that way I, I like that idea because it makes you really want to enjoy that time that you have you know, mm-hmm. and it makes you want to read stuff that you really like. So instead of just having being able to read 15 hours a day, you're like, all right, I can only read an hour today or uh-huh. only two hours. And after that, I got to go do stuff. And I don't know, stuff like that helps me because I'm like a sure. very organized. I love having, you know, a little journaler. So I'm like, oh, all right, I got to do this, this amount of this thing for this. Like I, that stuff really helps me. But there's sure. other advice for people that might not help. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about, like, let's say you are missing out on social activities. Like, that's the thing you are skipping. Um, I think one thing to do would be to make reading an activity with other people. So you still get to read, but you go to a silent book club or you join a book club Mm -hmm. or you physically go to a bookstore or a library with some friends or you go see your favorite author. Like, if you love reading that much and that is your main hobby, this is your favorite activity, that's okay. But, like, finding ways to explore that hobby outside of this one solo thing that you do alone in your home. I like, like that. things that involve reading, go to go to a book fair, go to a, you know, all sorts of things, you know, go and see your favorite author talk. Like there's, there's just like lots of things you could do that That'll would force you to get out of the house. Force you to not just read, but you're still doing something about like involving reading, which, you know, we of course love. Yes. Yes. Love that. Now my last piece of advice sounds very condescending. Okay, right. And I don't mean it that way, okay. but I think... You got to get a life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you got to get another hobby. Uh, one oh, yeah. that won't keep you up oh, at night. You know, video games, crafting, sports. There's so much fun mm-hmm. stuff out there. And maybe a good hobby for you is a hobby that is limited. Like, mm-hmm. you can't stay up all night watching a hockey game because it ends at some point. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. I see The game's saying. over. You're done. Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was going to uh, say making miniatures, but you can't stay up, up all night making miniatures. And my boyfriend sometimes does. Mm-hmm. Um. But just maybe work some other activities into your life besides reading to break it up a little bit Mm. and lessen that whole – this sounds so terrible, but lessen the hold that reading has on you. Um, And that way it'll – you know, and it it could be, like you said, hobbies that get you out. Like go for a walk every day or 
pick up like not just watching a sport maybe you do a sport you Mm. go play what is everyone doing pickleball that's like the new hot thing i think it was a while ago i don't know if it's new so much but maybe during the pandemic i think people were pickleballing pickleballing yeah I don't know what the difference between pickleball and other types of hitting things with it's a racket like is. It's like on a tennis court, but it is a different racket and an easier, it's easier somehow. Ball's like, really, really big. The ball's a pickle. The ball is a pickle. <laughs> no, the rackets are pickles. <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed to be easier. It's like not as like hard. You know, yeah. tennis is hard. I've never played tennis. I've never played tennis. Oh I'm not rich enough to play tennis. Uh, well, there's free courts down the street for me and I have rackets if you're interested. I'm really bad. How do you, why do you have tennis rackets? Because there's a court down the street for me. It's free. And wow. you can, anyone can walk up there and just go play. I don't even know how. So during so at peak pandemic, I would call friends and be like, "Meet me at the tennis courts. I got rackets." That and sounds like, like a threat. Go, I love it. Meet me at the tennis, tennis courts. <laughs> no, I loved it because it's like a very like it's hard. You have to have like you'd be great. It's like it's like all this upper arm strength. So it was good for me because I'm like a little. My upper arms are made of sticks. So <laughs> like two is just a stick figure. And like so it was like really fun. But like yeah, my arms would get sore. It was super. It's super fun. Huh. Someone's gonna write in and be like, "It's not for arm strength; it's core." I don't know what it is, but it's fun. It is fun. I, it's, it's so hard. It's definitely gonna be sh- tricep, shoulder strength, and it's all about like persi- Like you have to hit it. Like, why are we talking about this? Anyway, pickleball's supposed to be easier. But anyway, anyway, but we're you could s- take up tennis also. Yes, but we're saying get in. Like, you know, I have other hobbies. I video games is not like totally different from reading, but I often play video games with friends. Like, mm. I play World of Warcraft with my best friend all the time and that like so it's like oh i'm also socializing and hanging out with my best friend who lives on the other side of the country yeah. so like oh. maybe think about something that is a little bit different than reading and will capture your attention and kind of like loosen that grip that reading has because we've all been in that place where you're reading a lot you're really into maybe a long series or whatever and you just like only want to do that but we all get a shower sometime you gotta you go we all gotta eat we gotta fold that laundry mm-hmm. you got this mm-hmm you got this. We're not going to let the glassers be smelly. We've got you covered. So you can send your thoughts on reading too much to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we solve a reader problem about dumping buzzy books, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Pear Eyewear. Folks, it is spooky season. Maybe you're wearing some spooky shirts. Maybe you're watching spooky movies. Maybe you're eating spooky foods. Bria and I just had some skull-shaped pumpkin bread. They were so good. And you know what goes great with all of that? Spooky eyeglasses! This is the season for spooky looks, and there's no spookier way to do it than with Pear's new holiday collection. So, Bria, imagine... Taking all the excitement of paper dolls and the clarity of wearing glasses and you put them together. Basically, there's a bunch of different base frames. Uh So you get a regular pair of glasses, but then you get these top frames that just attach to the front of the glasses by magnets. So you can change the color of your glasses. You can change the the pattern. You can have a plain black pair for your business or and then you can have a spooky pair covered with ghosts and pumpkins for trick-or-treating. You can get your favorite sports team when you go to the game. It's basically like dressing up your glasses and it is the coolest thing ever. By the way, Mallory really is emphasizing uh, the holiday season being our favorite one, Halloween. But don't forget, there's also holiday Christmas themed glasses. Yes, they really slay. Oh, Um, they have snowy scenes, classic plaids, yuletide activities, and your favorite festive holiday hues. And 
you can do virtual try-ons so you can find the right shape for you from the comfort of your own home, which is always the best part. My favorite part is that they have top frames for all the hockey teams in the National Hockey League. Love that. So last time I went to go see my beloved Washington Capitals, I got to wear my Washington Capital glasses. Very cute. So cool. So much fun. And their growing lineup of frames has options for the whole family. Big faces, little faces. They've got you covered. So you can make every look merry or spooky with Pear Eyewear. Go to PearEyewear.com slash glasses for 15% off your first pair. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com slash glasses. Glasses. Hi, I'm Bikram Chatterjee, the CEO of Maximum Fun, and I'm here with my fellow worker owner, Marissa Flaxbart, producer. This week for Co-Optober, we'll be highlighting other co-ops who work in the arts. The past few years have been challenging for all kinds of creative industries. We at MaxFun believe that co-ops are better suited to meet these challenges, and there are a lot of other companies who feel the same way. So all this week on our social media and website, we'll be sharing interviews with some of our fellow co-ops. And head to our YouTube channel, Friday, October 20th, where I'll be talking with worker owners from Defector and Stocksy about their co-ops and why the model works for them. And next week is Volunteer Week. Learn how you can participate in that and get details on exclusive merch, our live streams, and other Co-Optober happenings at MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Hannah writes in, Hello, Mallory and Bria, my parasocial book besties. I just listened to episode 310 and was thinking exactly about this problem this week. So bless you for reading my mind. This problem came up for me this week for Crescent City, which I remember Bria saying good things about, but I got to page 250 and it truly felt like I was dragging my feet on it. I've switched to rereading something I know I do like to make sure I don't let myself get into a slump. But I guess my query is that when a book is super well hyped, Everyone seems to love it and the reviews are amazing, but you don't feel that excitement. How do you guys deal with that? Do you still dump or do you trust that even though you're already 250 pages in and you're still not totally enjoying it, people know what they're talking about and this book does get good. Bria, what should Hannah do? Dump the book, Hannah. Dump that (laughs) book. Hannah, wow, you got 250 pages in. That's so long to be reading a book you don't like. Mallory and I are going to agree on this. First of all, Crescent City is very long. You're only halfway through. Like 250, you still got a lot to go. Um, No, no, no. You need to dump it. Like, you don't fall into the trap of keeping on reading. Because this book is not for you. It is for other people. Mm -hmm. And there have been a couple books this year, actually, I will just say, Mallory and I were both really excited about. And both of us ended up not really getting into for various reasons. And we were hyped, and these books were hyped for us. Um, And these are favorite authors. But when we read it... Just didn't click. We were both like, eh. Yeah. And we dump it. Mm-hmm. We get rid of that book. We don't We don't keep reading it. Because there's no really good, there's not a good reason to finish the book. Even if the last 50 pages becomes the best book ever, you didn't enjoy the majority of the, the yeah, first is 250. Is it worth it? So, like, it's not a good book for you. It's not a good book. It, di- it didn't come around. Yeah. And I feel this way about TV shows. People are often like, you gotta watch the three episodes oh. for it to get good. And I'm like, I don't have the time and no, I'm gonna die I, one day. People are always like, yeah, yeah, after the 15th season, it gets really good. Yeah. And I'm like, then I'm not watching it. My only advice to Hannah is dump it earlier. Oh, yes. Um, Agreed. I, I've gotten to so like, where like, I started a book the other day, which I was like, oh, this looks like a fun, like kind of like true crimey sort of book. And like, 
five pages in, I was like, not for me. Yep. And I like, you know, like there's just as, as quick as I can, because I just know I got that TBR list waiting yep. for me. And I would rather dump the book than keep it on reading. That would be like going to a restaurant and you're getting a multi-course meal and only do the, the dessert is good. Yeah. Everything else leading up to that is crap. Would you eat at that restaurant no, again? No. No. It's not worth it. And if someone said that to me, they're like, oh, all the food is terrible, but the dessert's really good. I'd be like, then I'm not going there. What are right. you doing? Yeah. Like, but you, for some reason, you have to read everything, eat everything else, read everything, eat everything else up yeah. until that. If you can just go order dessert, that's fine. But I don't know how that applies to books. No. It's, <laughs> my thing is, if a book isn't good by 250 pages, it's probably not going to get good and it's not worth your time. Like you are going to die one day. You yes. don't need to spend waste your time on shit you don't care about. And look, I will hype. I loved the Crescent City book. I will hype it to the end of time. But you and I are just different readers. Yes. We're different people. And you, I bet there's a ton of books you read that I would not mm-hmm. like. So don't don't bother with it. Yes, I think so. I think books become buzzy for one of two reasons. Maybe, mm. And honestly, maybe sometimes the two reasons at the same time. First reason, it's the right book at the right time that is resonating with something in yeah. our culture. And mm. it just hits on some zeitgeist thing. And a lot of like publications start covering it. People start talking about it. And two, the book is just very, a good book that is good in the way that is appealing to a wide audience at this particular point in time. And the thing is, just because a lot of people like a book doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like it. And it doesn't mean you're a bad reader. And I, everyone loves truffle oil on their fries. And I think it smells like dead feet. Oh, you know, my mom hates it too. Oh, I don't even like eating at restaurants that serve truffle oil. Like I don't like going to Umami Burger because they always have those truffle oil fries. Yeah. My mom hates it too. I love it. But that doesn't mean like, I'm not like, oh, I'm the worst French fry eater in the world. (laughs) Like I would never think that about myself. And I think people need to feel that way about reading. You know, you don't have to trust a thousand strangers mm. hannah you you can trust yourself mm-hmm. your opinion is just as valid as everybody else's you're not wrong or bad or you don't have bad taste yeah. for some reason but like it's fine if you're 250 pages Ooh. in and it's not getting good it's time to throw on that towel yeah yeah throw on the towel you don't need to read that book read something you like no read enough there's five mil- there's so m- thing is there's so many buzzy books mm. if you feel the need to read a buzzy book this is a lot of other ones to choose from. Yeah. And I mean, there's even just in the horny fairy genre. Oh my gosh. So many horny fairy books. Which I think is part of the reason that these books got popular yeah. is that they were the right horny fairy books at the right at time. At the right time. Like her books were the, yeah, definitely that's what it is. And mm-hmm. so y- you may not be into horny fairies and that's okay. That's fine. There's yeah. a lot of horny other things. Gosh, so many. <laughs> so many. Let's, we got a, we we got a gar- gargoyle book for you if you want. <laughs> but yeah, Hannah it's fine even like in like brie and i were saying there's two books that we both dumped or there's yeah there's a couple books that both of us dumped this year that were really buzzy Mm. it on their own they were really buzzy to us they were buzzy in the reading glasses community and they just didn't stick with us yeah and i neither of us were like oh we're the worst no our taste is so bad it's just like nope just not clicking with us one of the ones that i was telling brie about it just didn't click with me because of a particular thing in it that didn't work for me and I just don't like this thing. And even it, though it was an author that I absolutely fucking love, I was like, I don't want to read about this. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah. We find 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 some other horny fairies. <laughs> you got this. Um, so Hannah or anyone else, if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. 
Time to answer a recommendation request. Danielle asked, I just recently listened to your episode about reading speed and I wanted to follow up with both a comment and then a reading request. Mallory talked about how she will take a day off work on her birthday and just sit and finish a book in pure happiness. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I am a teacher and every year I get a personal day where I can take the day off without having to give a reason for it. Ooh, I have decided that this year I want to take it on the anniversary of my father's passing. I've been missing him a lot lately and I just want to be able to relax on that day as much as I can. So I've decided I'm going to go to the beach where I have a lot of family memories with him and read a book on that day. I was very young when he passed, so I don't have a lot of memories of him. So I asked my mom what kinds of books he liked to read. She said that he liked to read outdoor adventures and some mysteries. When I followed up with her about what she meant by outdoor adventures, she said like things in Alaska and hiking exploits. Oh yeah, we are talking about hiking books. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for books that are outdoor adventures and or mysteries? I would be so appreciative if you could help me make a small connection with him on that day. Danielle. Danielle, we've got you covered. Bria, what should Danielle read? I just want to say, this is very sweet, Danielle, and I hope because we answer these emails so late. I hope you had a great day. I hope this I is a wonderful. I always I feel so bad no, when people no. send, send us timed Time requests. Related. Um, but I, uh, this is very sweet that you want to do this. For I love your dad. this. What a, what a fun idea. Also, don't you think that Danielle's mom was just saying that her dad liked Call of the Wild? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like outdoors, things in Alaska. I'm like, this is just Call of the Wild. Like this dad is, book I, I for sure. I think that's 100%. It's such a dad, dad book and like that. Totally. I haven't read it in so long or else I'd be like, go recall a wild. Uh, I just haven't read it since high school. So I, I know I was thinking if you're looking for a more female centric book um, earlier this year, I read that book. The word for woman is wilderness by Abby oh, Andrews. Oh yeah. And it's about a woman traveling from England to Alaska and it's part fiction, part like science book, sorry, part like fiction mem- memoir, like a mm-hmm. fictional memoir part science book and a part like look into gender into what a modern day like what it means to be a woman traveling versus being a man traveling um these very far distances Mm -hmm. but it's ton of outdoor stuff and it's i think it might be interesting because you can kind of see yourself in this instead of reading about you know a man traveling the world which is what a lot of these outdoor books were for so long well that's probably why her dad connected to it and she can connect to this book in her own way and still feel connected to him because they're both connecting about being outside i hope so what are you going to recommend uh i'm going to recommend a book series that my own grandfather uh who recently passed away and who also liked reading outdoorsy mysteries right really loved uh it is the first in the joe pickett series by cj box it's called open season very dad book mm. all the dad alarms are going off so the main character is a game warden and the whole series takes place in wyoming and in this first book this game warden has to solve a murder mystery that involves poaching and endangered species and there's like a gas company that's like encroaching on the town and it's just like so much dad stuff like you got hunting you got the great outdoors Mm. you got animals and guns and I guess murder is not a dad thing, but it's like, you know, it just has, it's, it's really fun. And I think this will fit the bill for Danielle and hopefully make her feel connected to her dad. Cause it's, yeah. it's just such a, I like you look at this and I feel like you immediately sprout cargo shorts. Like yeah. it's just such a dad series. Um, so Danielle, good luck. Uh, we hope you uh, find something fun to connect with uh, your dad's memory and you have a lovely day to off uh, reading. If you want us to answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. And remember, folks, it's this is peak sweatshirt season. Mm-hmm. This is ultimate sweatshirt season. If you want a bookish, cool sweatshirt, you can go to our Void merch store. There's tons of 
different fabrics, colors, styles, reading glasses designed. And if you want to do something nice for us that will cost you zero money, get out the mobile app on your phone for the whatever podcast listening thing you do and give us a five-star rating and review it is great for us and truly helps us get more glassers in here you can email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading g podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading. maximum fun a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.